Let me take this off. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Christians of all ages? This is the Complete Move Guide, and I am your host, Tyler Bella. What is going on, Josh? And we got our special guest with us, Michael Moore. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I uh, had a good day at work today. I'm beat, real tired, but uh, doing all right, and uh, happy to have my buddy here. Um, this is yep. Michael. And he's going to be talking with us about scripture and prayer. Say hi, Michael. What's up, you guys? Hi, Michael. <laughs> so just to just to break the ice, um, yeah. Michael and I have been friends for a little over three, almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, when he uh, was recently converted to Christianity, he was praying and, and seeking out somebody who would be a good influence for him and help guide him into those things that he needed to know as the ba- basic ba- building blocks of Christianity um, in, in, in a more like one-on-one kind of basis. Cause you know, when you go to a church, there's lots of members in it. You don't expect the pastor to be with you all day, day in and day out, you know, discipling you in the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, in, in, in the midst of his prayer, he decided to, uh, you know, reach out. He, he found me on Facebook, ironically thought I was somebody else and then <laughs> really? added me on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Added me on Facebook thinking I was somebody else uh, messaged me. We were talking for about a day or so before he realized that I was not the person <laughs> that he thought that I was. And, uh, and then, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then we, we established a, a you know, a, a good talking relationship, met up one day for worship in the park for the church that he was attending at the time. And, uh, ever since then, he's been a really good friend and, uh, uh an encouragement for me, especially on the, the the end of being challenged to make sure that I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking, <laughs> um, because he's good with questions. Uh, yeah. And so, thanks for joining, bro. And just yeah. you know, let us know a little bit about your testimony and 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 how it is that you that you you came to realize uh, that Christ is King. Well, I mean, uh, I can say a lot, really, but uh, God has definitely been working in my life. And uh, like Josh was saying, like uh, you know, it was crazy because one morning I was just seeking out God and I was just praying and, you know, and I was really having like a, a hard time, uh, at the, at the time. And I was just like, God, you know, like just, just take it from here. I just, you know, I would like a, a friend that I could talk to or somebody that can guide me in the, in the direction of to do more for you and to have the desire to, to fellowship more and to do things for your kingdom more. And, you know, I don't remember exact, the exact words that I used, but God knows. And I was praying that morning and Next thing I know, it's like uh, I was sitting in my living room and I was going on Facebook, just looking at friends and and just like, oh, who, who can I add? It was just weird. But then God spoke to me and was like, add that guy, add that person. And I'm like, and it was like for a day that I was fighting with God. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if that's him or not. And he just kept talking to me. I was like, Adam, Adam. And I finally added him. And then I mm-hmm. asked him if he was somebody else. And and coming to find out he wasn't that person and it's crazy how God, how God works, you know? And it's who did like, you think he was? You know, uh, I thought it was a friend uh, of my brother. Uh, I thought it was, I thought he was like a friend of my brother's that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, coming to find out he wasn't, you know, sure. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, so God answered my prayers. And like Josh was saying, like we've been, you know, uh, our fellowship with one another has been building, you know, going to church with each other and, and Josh, I will tell you this, Josh is definitely, uh, you know, uh, been helping me a lot, you know, Good. and, um, but it's for God's glory and it's for God, from God's help and, uh, from a blessing, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, 
Right on, man. Right on. Josh has definitely helped me out a lot. And yeah. we've had some very passionate conversations a couple of times. I've cried <laughs> a couple of times. Josh has cried, you know, but, but I've, I've always felt secure, so to say with Josh, right? I, I feel like I can trust him. Never even met the dude before in my life, right? Like we have never met up, you know what I'm saying? And so I, but, but ever since Josh and I started talking, I didn't think he, I thought he was Josh whenever I added him, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've always had that connection with my brother and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And so I just want to thank you personally, man, for helping me out in those times of struggle in those times, you know, those very passionate times of just contemplation about God. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, right? We're going to be talking about the importance of scripture and the importance of of prayer. And so before we get into this, I want to, uh, I want to read Josh, I want to read you John Piper's definition of prayer. And we know, we all know who John Piper is. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on it. I want you, yeah, I want to see (laughs) what you have to say about this. So John Piper defines prayer as such intentionally conveying a message to God. What do you think about that definition? I, I mean, I personally don't have a problem with it. I like it. I And hearing him, there's like a five-minute video on YouTube where I got this definition from. And he goes through it and explains why he words it like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm curious your thoughts on it. Have you ever seen that video? And if if so, if not, what do you think of Piper's definition for prayer? I, I have not seen the video. Okay. Um, I've heard that definition before. Um, I feel like it's a good working definition as long as you know how to explain what you mean by that. Sure. But I like the fact that he included intentionality. Um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things is that people often say, I don't have time to pray. Mm. I don't have time. It's like, you know what? Everybody's got 24 mm-hmm. hours every day. Mm-hmm. What you yep. do is ration your time wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, time is, let's say, uh, heaven's currency and you can spend mm-hmm. it or waste it just like you can with money. Um, but it's not something that you earn back. Uh, and so what you have is what you've been given and we'll be judged with what we do with what's been given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you feel like you don't have time to pray, what you need to do is reprioritize and make some, um, because that's ultimately part of that intentionality. I think that that's probably one of the biggest things for me personally is learning that having learned that lesson, let's say the hard way, uh, is to know that there's, there's, um, there's real power in, in, in purposing to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and oftentimes we'll, and we'll probably talk about this a little later, but, um, those times when you feel like this is getting routine and I feel like I'm just, yeah. this is just a ritual that I'm doing now and it's not so personal. And it's like, you know what, there are times when I come home and I ask my wife, how's your day? And she says, Oh, it's all right. And then we talk about something else. And you know what? I still love my wife and that's still part of communicating. So get over it, Jack. <laughs> yeah, right. What? Well, so let me ask you this, brother, because I've had those moments where, in you know, I feel like prayer is a ritual. I feel like prayer is just a routine. And sometimes I'm not even going to lie, guys. I autopilot it, right? I am on autopilot in my prayer. Or if I don't have time to pray, I say the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. You got to use the KJV version whenever you say that, right? But... <laughs> But I get what you're saying. And so what do we do? Let's just get out of the gate. We're on our sixth episode of Practical Christianity, right? What do we do when we feel like prayer and even reading the Bible has just Mm -hmm. become routine, has Mm -hmm. just become 
the next, you know, the next thing I have to do, check it off the list, and then I'm going to move on to the next task. What do we do whenever we get into that situation? What do you do whenever you get into that situation, Josh? Um, well, I can say that situation happens a lot less and less frequently as I realize that we're habitual creatures mm -hmm. and establishing a good habit isn't a bad thing. And I need to stop thinking of that. It is. Mm -hmm. um, you should be appreciative of the fact that you've developed in some sense the habit of praying and reading the scripture. Don't demean the fact that that's become a good habit. And it is. What, you, what we need to do is remind ourselves of the gratitude that we can feel in knowing what the, what a privilege it is to have that communication with God. Mm -hmm. um, because first and foremost, that'll, that's ultimately what uh, even Piper was saying is to convey God a message. It's like what you're doing is turning your heart's wishes heavenward, let's say. Right. right? And what you're doing isn't necessarily wrong if you're being ritualistic and praying to God. And let's say I don't have anything specific to pray right now, but I don't want to go unsaid. And so mm. what I do, I pray something that Christ told me to pray like this. Mm. That's a perfectly acceptable response. Right. There, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think that uh, especially in the modern world, in the Protestant mind, ritual has become like a bad word. Um, I think that was a mistake. Um, I think it was a mistake to think that that was bad. And here's why. Because if you get, like I said, if you get into a habit, right? Let's say you have a bad habit, like swearing, it's a bad habit. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and the more you do it, the more likely you are to do it without thinking. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we feel like prayer and scripture become a labor because we don't feel like it. That's the opposite of developing that habit. And so you're looking at one or the other difficulty here. You're either going to develop a habit and use the habit to your advantage, or you're going to develop the feeling that you're being, uh, let's say artificial, like I have to make myself do it. It's like, mm. look, the only way you're going to replace a bad habit mm. is not by simply telling yourself no a bunch of times. You're gonna have to say no to the bad thing and yes to a good thing. Yeah. And if your habit that replaces your bad habits, let's say you're trying to quit cigarettes mm. and you start chewing gum or, or, or spitting seeds, right? It's like you, you continue the oral fixation because you're still doing something that has to do with this, right? But you're re you're reprogramming your your action patterns to mm -hmm. be around something that isn't this, but this, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you're not just saying no because that doesn't work. This is something I tell the guys in the program at the mission. Also, is if let's say I'm telling you stop thinking of a pink elephant, mm -hmm. stop thinking of a pink elephant, mm -hmm. stop thinking of that pink elephant. It makes you want to do it. No, yep. The more that you say no to yourself, the less that it works. What right. you do is instead supplement that. With something else. If I said, start thinking of a blue giraffe, pink elephant's gone. That's all it took, right? Mm -hmm. It's really that simple. And when it becomes habitual, you have for yourself a strength, not a weakness. And right. so the first thing that I would do is encourage people to view that as a positive rather than a negative, yeah. because you're in a much better situation being too habitual about praying and reading the scripture than if you were having to force yourself because you simply had no interest anymore. Right. I think you're absolutely right. Whenever the habit, because you're right. And I, the reason I show my vape is because I'm trying to quit vaping as you know, anyone that follows me over the past couple of days knows. And it, it's hard, bro. Like, because we are creatures of habit, this it's, it's got a counter on it how many puffs I take and it resets at 999. Right. And it's like That's to see how many times I do this <laughs> on a daily. 
uh-huh. is ridiculous, bro. And so my my prayers are with anyone watching this that may be trying to quit vaping or anything like that. Please pray for me. I'll pray for you, and we can conquer this demon together. Um, but Amen. but here's here's the thing. I am and Mike, I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. Mm-hmm. But I really love what Dr. Greg Lowry said about prayer and about scripture. He said he had two quotes in a video that I watched today about this. And he said this, he said, if you want to be a growing Christian, you must read, study and love the word of God. And the second thing he said was to be a growing Christian, you must have a prayer life. These are two things that go hand in hand. And so you can't, uh, you will never get in a position. You will never be mature enough where you won't need prayer and you won't need the word of God. You will need those things your the rest of your Christian life and maybe even into the afterlife, right? <laughs> and, and 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 here's the thing, like and we'll be with the word of God, right? In the afterlife. And so I really think that, you know, developing getting back onto the topic of habits and stuff like that. I think developing those habits, whether or not they become secondary. I mean, that's ultimately what we want, right? Is to, this This isn't something that I have to fake it till I make it. This is something that happens naturally. And it happens because I love God. This is why I want to know him. This is why I want to read and, and converse with him, right? And think about Romans 8. Prayer isn't just communication with God. Your mom posted... um uh, this on the comment, she said, any conversation with God is prayer, whether you're angry, sad, thankful, or just plain confused. And not only that, but even when you don't know what to say, right? What does yeah. Romans 8, 22 tell us? For we know, and I'm reading out the NET, for we know that the whole creation groans and suffers together until now. Not only this, but we ourselves also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly await our adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved, Now, hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with endurance. Here's the main passage of this verse, or here's the main quote of this verse. In the same way, verse 26, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how we should pray, but the Spirit Mm -hmm. himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the the spirit intercedes on behalf of the saints according to god's will and so even when we're in those moments of god i don't even know what to say to you because i'm either so confused about it i'm so happy about it or i'm so angry about it I don't know what to say. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us is interceding. Remember that word, intercession. Jesus does it in the heavens right now as our high priest. He is constantly praying for and interceding for the saints, for his people, right? And the Holy Spirit does that same thing even when we don't know how to speak. And I just find it absolutely fascinating that it's in the Greek. It's really cool. In the Greek, the word, I don't remember the word off the top of my head. I ain't got my Greek text in front of me, but the word, um, let me, uh, let me just look this, uh, in the same way the spirit helps. So that word there for help, it's co-labor is what the, uh, the definition, uh, that I think BDAG, uh, gives to the, to that Greek word, but it's co-labor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's an, it's an, um, an, oh, what's the word? Um, do, 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 intentional. It's an intentional co-laboring synergistic work <laughs> that the Holy Spirit does within us 
and for us, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'll quit rambling now, but go ahead, guys. Josh, well, just one, one more thing that I want to add, yeah. and then Michael can talk about uh, um, either either the the habit of praying and it feeling kind of ritual, or else the difficulty of 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 trying to spur yourself to do it. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned about habits um, mm-hmm. that that sparked this for me is uh, when when we have a habit, usually what's behind it is a passion or a natural drive or desire, right? Let's say um, I'm in the habit of eating food when I'm hungry, mm-hmm. right? I'm not always eating because it's tasty. Sometimes I'm eating because I'm hungry, right. but sometimes I'm eating because it's a habit. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, I don't have to be hungry and it doesn't have to be tasty. I'm just eating, right? right? It's like, that's not a good habit, obviously. So if we're going <laughs> to, if we're going to curb bad habits with good habits, imagine it doesn't always have to be a 20 minute prayer with thee and thou yeah. and thine, yeah. it, you know, sprinkled like, like pixie dust throughout the whole thing. Prayer is not an incantation. It's not magic, but it is, it is a privilege, right? And it's like, if we don't, like you said, there's sometimes there's just things we don't, we don't know what to pray for. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't right. really have anything um, exceptionally interesting to say to God right now. I don't have much um, to, to go off of where, like, I'm just so angry. I don't know what to say about this person or this situation, whatever it is. And it's just like the best prayer I have is, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be tasty and it doesn't have to be satisfying. It just has to be. So go ahead, Michael. Good. What you, um, let us let you know go over what you think about um making prayer a habit or trying to get yourself to pray when you don't feel like it all right well uh, one thing god has really been showing me really was teaching me about prayer sometimes there are times where where i literally like what i try to do in the mornings when i get up in the morning because i want to get away from all the distractions and and be able just to to uh build that intimacy between me and god is what i want to do whether it's two minutes five minutes ten minutes i don't want to time myself uh, I used to have a habit to where I would time myself and God showed it to me and was like, hey, you know, you know, prayer is just speaking to me. You're my son. I'm your father. And it's just like like when my son comes to me or my daughter comes to me and says, hey, daddy, and it's conversation. Just the same exact thing. It's conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, so now what I do is, is I either don't take my phone with me into where I go to pray or I'll take it in with me, which I'm trying to break that habit. Or I just won't even look at the phone when I'm done. I won't even look at the time that I started or the time that I ended. It's not about that. It's just about building that relationship and the intimacy with, with, the, with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, at times, I don't know what to pray about. But uh, what God is, you know, when we're sitting here right now, God actually just brought something to my attention. And he's just, you know, when it says, you must deny yourself and, and follow me. Well, that means a lot of things. But it could also mean prayer. Like if you put your phone down for five minutes and just communicate with me right when you wake up, you don't know it could actually it could really help you progress and help you grow you know um and and you know and and i do struggle with prayer sometimes and sometimes uh sometimes i don't know what to pray about like you like tyler you were saying Mm -hmm. um but again it's just what god is really teaching me is just about a conversation and and just you know uh you know like when he tells us in the bible like just just don't don't mumble on basically what he's telling us just have a conversation with me yeah. And, and what he shows me, what he continues to show me is the more that I do that, what's really cool is when he does answer my prayers and when when um, the day goes on, he'll it's, it's funny how God works. But he'll be, you know, like, you remember you prayed for that. And I go, <laughs> you know what? Thank you. You know, I totally did pray for that. And right. it was a blessing to even be able to see what he did. And it shows that if I take the time 
and 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 uh, die to my own desire. My desires within my heart are going to continue to grow for the desire of Christ, not my own desire. Like as you know, Tyler, I'm pretty sure I go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. But and then even when I'm at the gym and I'm on a treadmill and I see and God brings it to my attention that that someone needs prayer, whether it's a 10 second prayer, a one minute prayer, whatever it is, just pray. And and he's working on and, and that's what he's working on me about. It's just the into and I'll leave it at that. But the the intimacy with the, with the spirit. Uh, you know, talking to God, but also when we talk to God, we also need to be prepared, <laughs> if, if I can say that. Because, uh, like for instance, if if you pray and you say, "I need more patience," well, guess who's going to do? He's going to take Don't you. ever you know, ask yes. God for more patience. And then he'll show it to you, like <laughs> when, when when you fail, he'll show it to you not to like, you know, like oh you messed up, but he'll yeah. be like, hey, you asked for it, so you're my son, and I'm doing exactly what you asked me to do. So yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Uh, no. Yeah, be responsive. God's yeah. gonna cue you. Yeah, you know he'll he'll yeah. he'll bring things to your memory. Yeah. Oh, all the time. You know, I mean, there's just times whenever I'm just sitting back in, in, in any circumstance, and all of a sudden a scripture will pop into my mind that I didn't think of, I haven't thought of for months even, and bam, it's there. And I think that's God bringing that to my attention for those circumstances. Right. Because here's the thing. We all live moment by moment, right? Mm. And every, every, here's my perspective, right? We say on CSG all the time, perspective is everything. Well, here's mine. Whenever you're going moment by moment in life, we need God with us every mm-hmm. step, every step of the way. And prayer, you, we, you hear it so much, it's almost a cliche, but there's power in prayer, right? We've all heard that saying before, but it's so true. It's so true. If Michael, I love what you were saying about you know just any time in the in the day in the moment pray you know even if you don't know what to even if you don't like know what to say remember Romans 8 that the holy spirit is it, prayer is and and it's not all this is but there's an aspect of prayer which Romans 8 hits on Romans 8:22 the passage that I read Whenever we don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit's interceding for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so there'll be times, bro, whenever I'm just sitting in my car at a green light, or, or I'm sorry, at a red light, and all of a sudden I'll just say a quick little prayer, right? Mm-hmm. God asks us, God tells us to pray, right? Mm-hmm. Because it really does change things. I really believe that. I don't think for a second that our interaction with God is... Here, let me just say it. I just don't hold the determinism at all, right? And so when <laughs> I'll come out public now, man. No, I'm <laughs> coming out of the Calvinist closet. No, um, <laughs> but no, I don't. I really don't because here's the thing. Here's the thing, and, and I don't know what this looks like. You know, I, all I know is my perspective. All I know is what Tyler perceives, right? And God tells us to pray. And so when we do that, there's got to be a reason for it, right? There has to be this purpose in prayer, right? And I do believe it changes things. I do believe that, you know, if we're in a circumstance and if we hadn't have prayed that we did, right? Like say we did pray, but if we hadn't, that wouldn't have came about. I really don't Mm -hmm. think. Jesus said what? Ask anything in my name and you'll receive it. That's a condition. Yeah. You have to ask first, and yeah. then it will be given to you. It's not going to come if you don't ask. So that's just my kind of two cents on that. 
but I, I, I just want to go to scripture. I want to read. There's this verse that is really popping out to me and it's standing out for a reason. It's because we're talking about practical Christianity. It's because we're talking about the, the importance of prayer in a Christian's life. Listen to this Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Finally, finally be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of his power, clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now there's a, there is a command, so to say, right? I I don't know if this is a uh, imperative in the Greek, but clothe yourselves with the full armor of God. That's the command. And then he gives the reason so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. If you don't clothe yourselves with the armor of God, you're not going to be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. This is one of those conditional, um, th- this is a condition. And so for our struggle, Paul uh, Paul goes on in verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day. He's repeating himself. Paul is emphasizing. Greek has a beautiful way of emphasizing. It's called repetition. If you repeat something in Greek, they're putting emphasis on this. So he said twice now, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day. And having done everything to stand, stand firm, therefore, by fastening the belt of truth around your waist. Well, where do you get truth from? the word, mm-hmm. the Bible, by putting on the breastplate of righteousness, by fitting your feet with the preparation that comes from the good news of peace, and in all of this, by taking up the shield of faith which with you can, or with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and what? The only offensive weapon in the Christian's tool bag, the sword of the spirit which is the word of god with every prayer now listen to this here's going to get into prayer paul's getting ready to say with every prayer and petition pray at all times in the spirit and to this end be alert with all perseverance and petitions for all the saints verse 19 pray for me also that i may be given the right words when I begin to speak, that I may confidently make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may be able to speak boldly mm-hmm. as I ought to speak. And so we see with every prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and be alert with all perseverance and petitions for the saints. James actually adds to this in James five thirteen through 18. He says this, is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone in good spirits? He should sing praises. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of a two a, a two for one. Praying is communicating, like we've said, right? But if you're happy, sing, sing to the Lord. David danced before the Lord, right? And so why? It's showing David's gratitude for the things that God has given him. Verse 14 says, Is anyone among you ill? He should summon the elders of the church, and they should pray for him and anoint him with the oil in or with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, now listen to this, the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So 
confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great effectiveness. Now listen to this. Elijah was a human being just like us. Elijah wasn't nothing special. Yes, he was a prophet called by God, but he was a mere mortal human person, just like me, just like Josh, just like Mike. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And guess what? There was no rain in the land for three years and six months. That's three and a half years, ladies and gentlemen. It did not rain because Elijah prayed that it would not rain. And God granted it to him. Verse 18. Then he prayed again and the sky gave rain and the land sprouted with the harvest. You hear all these prosperity preachers talking about all the time. Oh, we can control the weather. Elijah really did. Ladies and gentlemen, Elijah did. And he did it with prayer. He really did it. And, and so there is power in prayer. All we see a pattern. The reason I've brought up these four or these three verses in the beginning, we're about halfway through now. Uh, well, if we're going for an hour, I, I, I can go for an hour and a half if you guys want to. Um, but we see a common trend. There's always the imperative to pray. There's always the command to pray for not only yourself, right, mm-hmm. but for the body. Josh and I were mm-hmm. talking about this the other night. As a body, right, we are all individual members of that body whenever we start strengthening each other and exhorting each other and praying for each other not only do we all grow closer to god right but we are doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing encouraging building up the body and building the kingdom this this is love ladies and gentlemen it it all stems back to love from your heart for god and for the brethren. This is why we pray for people. This is why we exhort. This is why we encourage. And I'm so glad you two have gotten together so you can actually interact and engage like face-to-face, right? Prostan Josh. (laughs) Face-to-face with Josh and Mike. And it's so, like, I love seeing you guys together. Mike, I love your story. I know where you came from, bro. I've seen where you have been i've seen where you are going right and that encourages me so i want to thank both of you for just being so awesome together and and (laughs) really you guys are affecting people that like like me that you probably had no idea that you were affecting just watching y'all hearing your testimony mike talking with you off of air brother i love you i love josh and i love seeing you guys together it it, it's beautiful man It, it encourages me it's I kind of left off of the. Sorry, I didn't mean. No, to no, no, it's fine. But, but uh, Josh, you got any thoughts you want to? I was actually going to give a little bit more love to James and go back to verse five in chapter yeah. one. He says, "Yeah, good. If any of you lacks wisdom, mm. now imagine you don't necessarily have to just lack wisdom. Yeah. You could lack whatever. Mm. If you have lack, it says you can ask. Mm-hmm. You should pray to God, who gives generously." To all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Right? Where are you at, brother? Sorry, John, uh, James chapter uh, James chapter one oh. in verse five. Gotcha. If you lack wisdom, ask of God, and He'll give it to you freely. Mm-hmm. And He won't be playing this. Oh, but you didn't. This game where you haven't proven yourself to me yet. Mm. You know, how about you shape up a little bit, Bucko, and then you can come back to me, and I'll give you some wisdom. It's like. That's not how God operates. That's not how he does things. That would be like a doctor who says, yeah, you're kind of sick. You should get better and then come back to see me. That wouldn't make any sense. There would be no point in calling yourself a doctor at that point, right? And God is the savior. So what does he do? 
He saves. It's like, I need, I have need. He's a provider, right? That God is good. And so when we come to a place where we realize like, I lack in patience, but I'm not quite as bold as to ask for any, <laughs> right? right? Instead, let me ask for endurance so that patience can have its perfect work because I know already that patience is learned in trials. The whole point of that first chapter is recognizing that life is an uncomfortable and difficult and complicated place. Mm. First off, right? And to notice that when things happen to you, the answer is not, oh, poor me, right? The answer instead, and this is something that my pastor says, is instead, God, pour me. Pour me out onto others. I can't deal with what's going on. I need your divine distraction so that you can give me something to focus on that isn't this mess right here in front of me. This wall, right. this blockade that I can't see the future anymore. By the way, in those moments when you can't see the future anymore, what you need to do is ask God to clear your eyes and your mind. Because when you don't know about the future, and especially when you've forgotten the past, that's when you're going to sin. And big. Those are when your big sins come. When yep. you've forgotten the future and you don't know. Right now you have just the next five minutes, not the next five days. Then you go and do something stupid, mm -hmm. right? Because you've forgotten the future. You've forgotten the hope you look forward to, right? It's like mm -hmm. forgiveness is the thing God uses for the past. And hope is what God has in the future for us. And right now what he has for us is patience and presence. Right. How is it that we learn those things? It's through the scriptures and it's through prayer. It's like Christmas presents, yeah, it's a <laughs> gift. But no, it's 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 really interesting though because when you think about, and and this is something that 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 Michael and I have talked about a lot is mm -hmm. when you have these times where you're like, I feel good. God is with me. Like today, like today, God was with me. I saw it. There was no wrapping yeah. on the present. He was yeah. here. He was here with me. Right. And then the very next day, you're mm -hmm. like, I don't even know if I'm saved. I'm so upset. Like I blew it so bad. I'm such a failure. Why would God love me? It's like mm -hmm. that that emotional roller coaster that happens when we're in between those two places of God is so good and I can see him. And then the next moment, it seems like, how did I get here? I feel so low. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. And it's all these reminders, you know, that like, like I did that thing and I did that thing and I did mm -hmm. that thing. And we keep score. In a way that mm -hmm. God doesn't, right. you know, um, and we beat ourselves with our past and our doubts and all these other things. That's one of the reasons why we were given prayer as well as the scriptures is because those are better reminders. Right. Mm -hmm. Peter says that there are better things. Right. There there were these yeah. things that God did in the past, but now there are better things. Yeah. Right. There's That's always right. these better things. And what is it God granted us? that God granted us a conscience so that we don't stray ourselves too far without being callous, right? He gave us the guidance of our parents and our elders of, mm -hmm. of the wisdom, a hard-earned wisdom of the past, right? He gave us an intuition for the future so that we can look ahead and sort of see for ourselves what it is we should or shouldn't do with a thing. And then he gave us something so explicit as scripture so that when there's all this gray area and ignorance that we live through, we don't know what's going on. I have no idea what tomorrow's going to do, mm -hmm. right? I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about tomorrow, let alone the next year, right? It's like, how do I know who to trust with that? How do I know how to trust with that? It's like, 
You go through all of the reminders that God granted us by recording all of the people in scripture who did yeah. it right and especially who did it wrong because we need both lessons. That's if the value of this. If we fail to look at the past, we are doomed, maybe even damned to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly why God gave us the scriptures. This is why, I, and Josh, you pointed out to me the other day that, well, we've been talking about this for a while now, but scripture is a narrative, right? This yeah. is why the scripture is written like that. So we can actually get into the time of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, see their mistakes that they've done. And so we don't make them, which brings us really to our second point of how important scripture is. We've kind of touched on this in past episodes. And Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. But when when it comes to scripture and actually making time to read the Bible, right? What what is oh man, I'm not even on it. Hold on. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says all well, I just quote it. All scripture is inspired by God, right? For correction, for reproof, to equip the man of God, right? To equip the man of righteousness. And so that verse alone, not only does it, you know, tell us why what scripture is for. But it also has this, again, this Greek word in there, theonustos, God breathed. The, the Bible is not like any other book ever written. Yes, it was written by men, divinely inspired men. And that's the point of the passage. This, the, this book, this Bible, it's God's instructions to us to basically build better Christians, right? Mm -hmm. This is what Scripture does. Whenever we take into account, whenever what we were talking about a while ago, looking at the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, looking at Israel, look, look at how many times, and I can testify to this, and I confess that I am so much like Israel as a nation where I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I sin, I ask for forgiveness. I sin, I ask for forgiveness. I get why David wrote the Psalms now. Like that man, you ever read the Psalms in one setting? Bro, that man is like got bipolar disorder because he's so happy <laughs> one minute and then he's so distressed the next minute. Bro, it's a roller coaster and that's how it feels oh, sometimes. Yeah. But that's why it's so important. I cannot stress enough. That is why it's so important that we need to look back on our history, look back at our fathers. What did they do? What did they do right? What did they do wrong? And how can I be better? And I don't mean that in a way that's more holy or, or anything like that. What I mean by that is how do I become a better Christian? Because that's the goal. The goal of salvation is sanctification, mm -hmm. to be glorified one day. We are being glorified right now. But whenever we you know, get to our telos, our completion, and, and maybe that might not even end whenever we die. We might be continuously being like or growing to be like Christ for eternity, right? At which I think we might. I think we will. I don't think we come to an end. And so we say, okay, our salvation's done. It's completed. We're like Jesus now. I don't think so. I think mm -hmm. we constantly become like him. But, but, but to get back to the point, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing. Scripture. <laughs> scripture is the most, I think, for what Josh was saying a while ago. Where do we go when we cannot go anywhere else? Where do we go when we don't know who to trust? Where do we go when we don't know what to do? We go to scripture because it lays it out. It's for reproof. It's for correction. Josh, you got the verse in front of you. I don't have it. Yeah. Second Timothy 3, um, 16, 17. Go ahead. And read yeah. It. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, 
correcting and training in righteousness. Yes. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yes. So yes. there's the purpose laid out in this in the, the 17th verse, actually, mm. is that we would be equipped for every good work. Right. Meaning that we'll be doing good work. Right. And imagine this is this is really funny because I work in construction and I'd like to think <laughs> that I do good work. And that didn't happen just because I showed up and had some fancy, shiny new tools. It took a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of mess ups to be able to know what is the right thing to do at the right time in yeah. the right order. And if I didn't know, I needed to learn where and how to look for the right answers. Right. That took training, right? right? That took discipline. That took repetition and habit, if I could say so. Those are the kind of things that build us up to do good work. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Mike, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just like everything Josh is saying, really. I can agree with, <laughs> agree, I can nice. agree with a lot of what nice. he's saying. How can you not, you know? Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he was, you guys are both, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but you guys are talking about wisdom. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things me and Josh were talking about uh, not too long ago is, you know, in Scripture, you get wisdom. Um, and as you go throughout your day and uh, you just continue to, you know, go throughout your day, God, God will give you wisdom. If you, Like, for instance, I've noticed that if one of the things you pray for each and every morning for is for wisdom, he'll give you wisdom. There's uh, And again, I'll keep it short. But one thing uh, I was telling Josh not the long ago, as a matter of fact, what God uh, was teaching me was is there's two types of wisdoms. There's a wisdom of the world, which is going to destroy you. Or there's wisdom of, of the word, which is Jesus Christ is using that wisdom to teach you how to become more holy, uh, mm -hmm. which is part of sanctification. Um uh, so, so yeah, I mean, pretty much what, what you and Josh are saying, I can, I can totally agree with you guys with the, why it's important to read scripture as a, and then as you read scripture, you'll notice more and more throughout the day that, uh, God is actually bringing things like it says in, the, in his word that he'll bring, uh, things to your remembrance throughout the day. Um, and, and, and that's how he, that's how he lead. And he says he's, he, he's, the, you know, the teacher, he's, mm -hmm. he's the leader, he's the guider, he's a comforter. And what it means is exactly that. Uh, and he does all those things throughout the day to train you up to become more like him uh, through the training. Um, like one of the struggles I have is my attitude. Um, <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's showing me the reason why he allows me to go through things sometimes. is so that way I can remember the scriptures that I was reading and put them into practice. Because he tells us, don't just be uh, a hearer of my word, but practice what I am teaching you. And, right. and, and I believe that that's part of wisdom. Is, is the fact that he's teaching us as throughout as we go throughout the day right right you know it's it, it's crazy because i'm sitting here looking at this passage this second timothy uh 3 17 and my the net translates verse 17 that the person dedicated to god may be capable and they're at that may be capable they have a note and it said this word is positioned for special emphasis it carries the sense of complete competent able to meet all demands and so that is the significance of maybe capable right it's brought to an end it's completed right it, it's it, it's beautiful this is what scripture does it brings us it trains us reproof correction training mm -hmm. in righteousness the person dedicated to god may be capable or competent able to meet all demands 
and equipped for every good work. And it just, I mean, you, you cannot get it. You, I really don't think, here's the thing. I, thinking back on what Dr. Greg Lowry said, and, and, I, and I agree with him. If you guys disagree with him, let me know. But, but I agree okay. with him. If you're not doing these things, if you're not studying scripture, if you're not praying, right, those two things, you're not growing. Mm, I you must grow, or I'm sorry, you must understand, or not understand scripture. People are confused by scripture. I'm confused by certain passages of scripture, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but if you're not looking and seeking, right, how do we seek God? We seek him through prayer, through fasting, through scripture. Mm. And if you're not doing that, then you're lukewarm at best, but at worst, you're not growing. And that's what I, going back to what I said earlier. Oh my goodness. David Russell is here. Um, anyway, <laughs> he here, this is why I said that. <laughs> oh man. Hey David. <laughs> no, no, but, um, I lost my train of thought now. Anyway, uh, it, it's gone. David, <laughs> no, David, it's all right. it's David all right. does that to me. He, yeah. Anyway. Well, here, going, going back to what you had, going back to what Michael had said specifically in James chapter one, again, uh, yeah. in verse 22, he says, yeah. do not merely listen to the word. Mm. This is, there's an implication to that. You should be listening to the oh. word, which <laughs> means that you should be under instruction, which means you should be submitting, submitting to a spiritual head, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you should right, be right. doing. You should mm -hmm. be seeking to be in submission to a spiritual leader. Pastors included. Mm -hmm. For the love of God, people need to stop thinking that pastors have no one to submit to. Um, that That is a Bro. dangerous position to be in. I We're saw. all supposed to be leaders. Yeah. And you should not be thinking that Christianity is like a lone wolf project where I'm at the top. Lead by example. I saw a TikTok the other day of this uh, this girl, and I, I agree with 100%. She said, why is this okay? And then it said the church body being disciplined, right? But this is not okay. Church pastors being disciplined. I was going to make a response to it, is that if you are a pastor, right, and you think you're going to get out of judgment or even discipline, you got a problem. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. because according to James, James 3.1, says days. that many of you should not become pastors and teachers. Why? Because they will be held judgment. to a stricter judgment. They will be held to a stricter judgment. And so if you're a pastor and you think you're getting out of church discipline, you're not. I promise you, we want to be disciplined. Why? Why do we want to be disciplined by the church and, and by our pastors and even rebuked by our friends? It's such a horrible thing now for somebody to correct someone why because we all think we're right in our in, yeah, in our certain areas it's such a bad thing for someone to correct but yet the bible says that so, someone who is striving for godliness they will welcome discipline why because the lord disciplines whom he loves if you're not being disciplined by god something's wrong something is wrong and and, and so again i just i, I want to stress this fact is that church discipline is a good thing it, it's a very good thing i think we need more of it i think pastors need to be held accountable for not doing church discipline the way that matthew 18 matthew 18 i think it's describes. 18. i think it's 18 um um describes 
sorry, I wasn't planning on talking about church discipline, so I didn't look it up. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Matthew 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, the it, it's just, it, it's not good. It, it, it's not good at all um, if you're a pastor and you think you're getting away from church discipline because, again, you will be held to a stricter judgment. Again, this is why Scripture is so important because it lays out these things. That's Scripture, James 3, 1. And so I can, again, I, I love the way this episode is going. We're, we're at the 50-minute mark already, and wow. it just seems like time has flown, bro. Why? It does, don't it? It really <laughs> does. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I really want to emphasize the practicality of this, of scripture, of reading scripture, of getting to know God and prayer. Prayer changes you. And, and, and I'm going to bring him up. A lot of people don't like him, but Dr. James White, we don't pray for the things, you know, we don't pray for our situation to change, even though, you, you know, we do, Right. But we pray for us to be changed. Mm -hmm. That should be every Christian's prayer is that I would be changed. That, yes, maybe I'm not liking the circumstance that I'm going through, right? But the Lord has promised to get us through it, right? For or, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 13, He has promised to give us a way out so that we will be able to endure it. And, and I think tying this all together going back full circle now scripture and prayer i mean like i said in the beginning like i've said throughout this entire episode to be a growing christian you must be involved in reading loving and studying the word of god and and, and just relishing in prayer right even if it's just a five second thank you god for this day it, yeah. it, it, it's, I mean, it helps so much. It, it really does, I think. You guys got anything else you want to add? I was going to say, just to finish the thought about James 1, yeah, um, yeah. in verse 22, because I, 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 I rabbit trailed off because I said the implication of the first part. Yeah. Do not merely listen to the word, which you should be, he's assuming you are, right? Mm -hmm. Do not just be listening to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Well, how would you know what to do? Because you know what it says, right? So, so this this is how faith works. Faith works on the invitation. The same way that Peter saw Jesus walking on the water, they noticed it was Jesus, and he said, "Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water." Peter didn't just go, "Whoa, that's cool! Can I try?" Like <laughs> yeah. that's not what happened. <laughs> he said, "Lord, you give me the instruction, and then mm. you'll give me the ability with mm. the instruction." so that I can obey, right? So then with the instruction comes the ability to obey. That's what the Spirit is in us for and to do, mm -hmm. right? As mm -hmm. well as being the presence of God for people in the earth who don't have the presence of God yet, right? We also are enabled, right? We, we receive the ability mm -hmm. to do the things that Christ has for us to do in obedience, not in impulse, right? right? And so it's not just going out and trying to do nice things for your neighbors. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. But if you're not doing it in accordance with the word, then you'll be doing things that are, let's say, you know, nice philanthropy, but they don't actually usher anybody into the kingdom. Right. right? How is it that you know the difference? How do you know what to do and what not to do? Mm -hmm. Because the Old Testament has a lot of things. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. That's right. good to know. But then there's more than that, right? 
Christ didn't come just to reiterate what not to do. He came to show us what we are supposed to do. Right. So we need to be listening and learning, and then we need to be doing. We need to be embodying yeah. those things that we get from the word. Hello? Embodying those things we get from the word. Imagine embodying sounds a lot like the idea of incarnation, right? Mm. We receive the word of God, and then we have the privilege of incarnating the word that we've been granted. If you've seen That's me, you've seen the Holy Spirit. part of the body. Say yep. again? If you've seen me, you've seen the Holy Spirit. That's what yes. we should be able to say. Boom. There it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's yep. not just listening to the word and being deceived in thinking that knowing is enough. Knowing is not enough. That's not what we're here for. We're not here so we can have a pocket full of seeds and no fruit. Okay. Right. It says here that after looking. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like. Someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what it is that he's seen. Mm -hmm. Now imagine for just a second, scripture, you can think of it this way. The law is something that we need because it instructs us not only in what to do, but especially in what not to do. And it shows us our filth, mm -hmm. right? It's like a mirror. You can see yourself. You say, I do not measure up. Look at this. I'm filthy. If you walked away from the mirror knowing you're filthy and you've completely forgotten what you've seen, you're going to go out in the world and people are going to see that on you. Yep. And if you go ahead and say, I'm like God, I'm following God. And all they can mm -hmm. see is like, you look like me. What's the point then? You mm -hmm. have nothing that I don't have. What's the point of that? Right. And then you going even further. If you notice that if the law is something that shows us our filth, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm cleaning my face, I don't wipe my face on a mirror to do that. The law right. won't you it shows you you're dirty mm. but it's not the cleaning right? right you need something else you need a cleansing and so it's 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 instruction it's warning it's correction it's rebuke it's training in righteousness that's what we're receiving here from the word that's why god granted us this scripture and had the saints preserve it over time that's what this is for that's what we're doing it's not just a history lesson on the jewish people and all the lineages that no one can pronounce right that's not <laughs> what it is for a lot of yeah. people think that when you read the scripture it's like I, 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 it's too much for it's like first no, and second man. chronicles <laughs> right right it's like <laughs> there, there are parts of it let, let's say are drier than other parts but oh if you've fallen in love with god there's nothing in here that's in there accidentally yeah and you can see that god has put meaning behind everything that's right everything that's right. you know what i mean and and there's so much there's so much to be had in just coming back to the same thing even if you think you know it you need to do it Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we revisit. That's why we refill. You yep. can't run off the same cup of coffee forever. You're going to have to refill the cup. Right. Mm. Be constantly filled with the spirit. Right. That's be me being filled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mike, you got anything you want to add? Uh, I mean, you wanted to go over that Psalm. You want to pick up your. Psalm oh, yeah. Psalm, psalm 32. Uh, you want me to go over it? Yeah. Okay. You wanted to bring it up? Go for uh, it. Babe. Here. Yeah, hang on. Let me get it real quick. I'm sorry. I'll pull it no, out. you're good. Psalm 32, right? Penelope, no, I, you I, have I, a beautiful evening as well, Mama. Thank you for tuning in and watching us. We really appreciate it. And thank you. For, I just want to say this while you guys are looking for that verse. Thank you for your prayers. If people, and I've said this on TikTok already, but if people would pray for me, if our listeners watching now would pray for me, that would be great. I'm trying to quit vaping. And so I've went down in nicotine. So I'm trying to do this 
I tried the cold turkey thing. It didn't work for me. Just it, it didn't work. And so I went from 50 to 35 milligrams now. So constantly kind of going down. And so if you all would pray for me, that would be, I would be really thankful. And if there's anything that I, if there's anything that Josh, if there's anything that Mike can pray for you about, please let us know, post it in the comments, or if you don't want to make this public, feel free to message us privately. Um, we would love Addis as a friend and we would love to, uh, we would love to pray for you and talk with you. Um, you guys got that verse? Yeah. All right, go yeah. for it. All right. So verse six, right? Yeah. So, uh, Psalms, uh, verse, I'm sorry. Psalms 32, 32 verse six. It says, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So, you know, it's just like a, you know, right there in the very first verse where it says, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. So that shows the importance of prayer, you know, and uh, for, for, for many, many, re for many, many reasons or whatever God is trying to show us or show that individual because, you know, God shows all of his, all of his children's, a different way and, and you know what he's trying to show him um yeah it's just you know just the why he may be found well it shows right there that he he can be found in prayer um and if we would just take our time yeah. and 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 go and look in scripture and and not only look at scripture but also pray god will again like we were talking earlier he will answer our prayers it's either one thing i've been learning at church not lately but uh <laughs> recently there's a you know a, a answer there's a yes there's a maybe and there's a no. Well, there's a yes because God says, okay, great. You can handle that right now or here. I want to give it to you. Or he'll be like, maybe we'll see. Not yet. And not yet. <laughs> and it's like, but yeah. why? well, we don't see the bigger picture. And if we don't see the bigger picture, if we will seek out God's will and, and we allow the Holy Spirit to minister, minister to us and talk to us through prayer, we will then develop that, you know, like you were saying, the develop that, that fruit within our life. Um, but again, in order to do that, we, we, we need to seek them. And how do we seek them? Through prayer. You know, I mean, there's many ways you can seek them, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's prayer. And it right. says blood waters won't rise up to them. Right. I think that's really cool imagery. Um, uh, speaking kind of symbolically, it's bringing back to the image of the flood. Yeah. Um, that Noah was in a safe place where God had put him. And yeah. he was there because he was obedient. And he was in communication with God. God told him, I'm going to do this thing. You're going to do this. And he's mm -hmm. like, that sounds nuts, but okay, you're in charge. Mm -hmm. And instead of questioning the motive of God and saying, I, there's no rain. I, there are no boats. Like, I don't need a boat. I'm going to build a boat in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right? right. No, instead of just being like, a God sounds like a loony bin. I don't know what to do. And everybody's looking at me weird. It's like, no, just do what you're told. Yeah, he knows he sees the big picture mm -hmm. and he knows what's coming over the horizon. And when the floodwaters arrive, because of the way that you've been in communication with God, you're in the high place. Right. Water doesn't reach the high place. Right. There's a I forget which uh, which early church father said it was that the uh, the, the floodwaters only got to the foothills of the garden. Mm -hmm. I think yep. that's such beautiful imagery because it's like that's that's what the restoration of our, our communion with God is for is to bring us back into that place that God designed us for, to be his reflection and his image, to be like Adam before ruining it, mm -hmm. right? And it's like he restores us to that place. When we're in that place, the floodwaters don't come to us. 
You know, it's like, even if they're all around, you can see them. And it's, it's, it's all around you. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not touching me. Right. <laughs> May I add uh, one more thing? Yeah. Okay. So uh, as you, Tyler, know, and as Josh knows, I see a lot of things in the picture. So again, I'll keep it really simple and short. But uh, like, for instance, like when Josh was just saying about the, the floodwaters, like, for instance, like if we seek God in prayer, when, when, and, and I struggle with this at times as well. Um, like when it doesn't feel so great, you know, it's like I'm looking for God, but th- th- at times I don't see God, although I know he's there, but I just need to open my eyes and open my ears to what it is that he's trying to, to with my eyes to show me. I mean, guys, God gave us eyes for a reason and ears mm-hmm. for a reason. If we open our eyes, he'll show us. If we open our ears, we can hear. If we open our heart, he'll come in and dine with us, which means he'll come in and teach us is what he's trying to show us. So basically what I'm saying is, is like in prayer, like when I, a lot of times I'll go, God showed it, show me throughout the day what it is you're trying to show me so that way I don't fall to temptation. But that mm-hmm. way I don't fall to certain things in my life that you're trying to, to break, you know, to break off in my life to help me become more at, at, more at, like, you know, uh, more like you. Um, so basically, like when you go swimming, right, or when a little kid goes swimming, they feel comforted, like looking around. They don't know how to swim with a floaty around their, you know, around their waist. They're looking around, looking for for a, for a lifeguard okay well they see the lifeguard standing right there knowing that if they jump off if they jump off and they go into the into the water right and they're they're so afraid they're going to drown but they look to the lifeguard knowing that that lifeguard is going to jump in after them knowing mm-hmm. that 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 lifeguard is going to be there to save them from what it is that can kill them right right so if, if we would just again if we would just open our hearts to what god is showing us and trying to teach us which again i struggle with the times but if but he's teaching me, if I will like just trust him and know that he's there, whether it's teaching me through Josh, like when I have issues or whatever, like I feel like God is 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 telling me, okay, now is the time to go to your brother, talk to him because I want that's why I gave him you I mean gave him to you as a brother in Christ for a reason. Right. Go to him. And it's like, but what no, don't ask, but why? Just do it. And it's like a lot of times when I come to Josh, it's like God is totally just speaking through him to me. And it's like before I even tell Josh what's going on, he'll ask me, hey, hey, brother, what's going on? I'm here. You know, talk to me. Mm-hmm. But he already knows. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is he's listening because well, why does he listen? Because he cares. Well, why does he care? Because he loves. Well, why does he love? Because God is teaching him each and every day how to love. Right. So, sorry. I had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. That is Preach, good. <laughs> that's good amen amen so i want to let's go ahead and wind down then um i want to read one passage because it's practical and it's from jesus right and so i'm going to go to matthew chapter 6 verse 5 and then i will give you guys the closing words jesus says this whenever you pray do not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray while standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people can see them truly i say to you they have their reward but whenever you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you when you pray do not babble repetitiously like the gentiles because they think that by their many words they will be heard do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him So pray this way, our Father in heaven, may your name be honored, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now listen to this. For if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. Go ahead, guys. Take the last word. Ouch, man. Yeah, that's a that's an amen and an ouch right yeah. there. Let me. <laughs> yep. Um, I I just want to before we before we close out, I want to say something specifically that uh, that Michael just brought to mind when he was talking <clears throat> is that there's there's a reason why um, Christians are not saved and then immediately raptured. Mm. Um, there's a reason why God leaves us here. There's a reason why you shouldn't be afraid to be like Jesus and be a friend of sinners um, because you have you have the ability because you have the the the, the presence, right? Um, God commanded us to be a good influence. Mm-hmm. And in order to be a good influence, you have to be around other people. Mm-hmm. And there's this fear, I think, in, in, in some people's mind that if I go around sin, I'll get it on me and I'll mm. be like sin goo. It's ah, like contagious, know? right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, just like you don't get saved through osmosis, you also don't get guilty through osmosis. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I am around sin constantly. Yeah. I also have my own. And yeah. thankfully, mine is mine and yours is yours. And you know what? I have the confidence to go out into the world just like he was talking about going into the pool, you notice the lifeguard is there. It's like first mm-hmm. Corinthians says that he will not let me be tempted beyond my means and will always provide mm-hmm. a way out. It's like you're not going into some situation unless you go impulsively and you're not doing it in obedience, but in impulse because you think you're taking the reins. Right. When you're being obedient and you're doing the things that God has for you, the temptation you meet in that place can be something that makes you not only appear stronger to the people around you than you actually are. Cause let's be honest, we're all weak, mm-hmm. but then you yeah. appear stronger because of the way that you can face a temptation that somebody else hasn't yet kn- knuckled down on. Right. It's like I say all the time, my snakes are the same snakes that you got in your garden. I got them snakes in my garden. Yep. I might've pinned a couple of them by the head that you ain't even touched yet, but I can guarantee I have the same snakes. Mm-hmm. Let me show you what it looks like. When you're in the environment of this world and the devil's around, it's like those two combatants, my flesh is is its own problem. But really, the world and the devil knows what your flesh wants and they're really ready to give it to you, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like when you find somebody who you can look up to and say, hey, you've been following the Lord for a while. Mm -hmm. Can I shadow you and see what you're doing? That person shouldn't be like, no, 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 I'm not a pastor. Like, no, look, man, if you've been saved for five, 10, 15, 20 years, and you don't feel like you're ready to disciple, you need to question why you're still in spiritual diapers, Mm, right? You should not be afraid to step out as one of the ambassadors of God to those people who are looking for guidance. Mm -hmm. That's part of what you're doing here. That's why we haven't been raptured as soon as we get saved. God leaves us here and he gives us the communication line back to HQ via scripture and prayer. And we become the hands and feet of God in the earth. We become the functioning pieces of God's presence in the earth. Mm -hmm. As Sherman says, uh, uh, incarnation part two. That's Mm -hmm. what we're participating in here when we're doing these things. That's we're occupying enemy territory. Mm-hmm. And we're like God's covert ops missions people, right? right. Like that yeah. you there's any number of ways to think about it, but ultimately that's why it is that we're even still here. Don't be afraid of the sin in the world. Don't be afraid of that. 
Go out and confront it with a life well lived. Follow Jesus. Seriously. Yep. Don't just listen to the word. Do what it says. Mm -hmm. For right. real. That makes all the difference, not only for you, but for everybody around you, because God's using you as a billboard sign for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. You have any thoughts, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, <laughs> again, I can just agree with, with Josh on you know, on that big, you know, I really don't have much more to add to that, really. But it, it, it is true, though. Like, um, like he was saying that, you know, one thing that God has been showing me too. again, I, I always say that because I always like to just point out what God shows me every day and what he teaches me every day. He will put us in, 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 in places, um, you know, like he will tell us to go back to certain. I mean, I was just telling Josh is what God was teaching me. He will tell us to go to certain places that we've been to before, but not to be the same that we were at one time. He'll be he'll tell us to go back. So that way we can go back to those people that we used to hang out with. So that way we can share the gospel. Yeah. He'll go to the store or go to a, a place that we used to work at with the people that we used to hang out with and do certain things that we knew we shouldn't have been doing to begin with. But mm -hmm. then we'll go to share the gospel with that person. And not only is it sharing by word, but our actions as well speak louder than words. And again, something that I struggle with that God is teaching me and, and, and pruning me and, and growing me to become more like him. And in order to become more like him, he needs us, he needs to place us back into where we came from, not not for us to to fail, as a matter of fact. It's so that way we can learn our our, our what's that word? Uh learn our um how much we need to rely on him with the presence of the Holy spirit. So that way we can show um, those people that, that we were used to hang out with what it is that the spirit has done in our lives. And not only that, but, but what he saved us from and not only from what he saved us from, but from what he's saving us from right there in that moment. Cause you know, what God sends you there, there's going to be that enemy that's just like poking at you. Hey, do you mm -hmm. remember what you used to do with this person? Why don't you do it again? But you, and then, but God's going to be there and be like, no, remember, I put you here for a reason, but since I put you here for a reason, you're being tempted right now. But guess what? You're not going to fail because I'm with you. And if you do fail, I'm going to forgive you. And through that forgiveness, you're going to continue to learn. And you're going to continue to be my disciple. And and then it's, you know, God tells us that He wants us to to go out to um to to go out to uh, to to the to the world and proclaim His name. But what does it mean? It means exactly that. You just He's going to put you back in the places. Um, and he, or he may even put you places you've never been to before, and you might be in uh, in a line at a grocery store, uh, you know, buying something, and he might point point out somebody. I want you to speak to that person, but why me, God? Because I asked you to. And it's either <laughs> you're going to be obedient, or you're going to be, you know, uh, not be obedient, and then you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to lose the opportunity to share with somebody. But that doesn't mean anything bad or anything. But what it means is, is what you're lacking. And if you mm -hmm. lack obedience, then God is going to. Uh, Put you in positions to learn obedience because without him putting you in those positions to learn obedience like he wants you to have you can't grow and you can't and you, you can't learn how to be obedient so i'll leave it at that right right gentlemen i really appreciate y'all coming on i really appreciate mike thank you brother for everything that you have contributed to this episode thank you yeah, for no contributing problem. your time and we will see you all next time so actually josh what what do we want to talk about next time on I don't have anything planned. Um what 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 for our for our listeners? What do you got for us? What what's next week? What do you think we should talk about? Um 
I think it would probably be a good thing to start toning in uh, uh, the idea of what we're being equipped for and talk about evangelism and service. That's I think one. so too. I think so too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh, you want to take us out? Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I appreciate the the time and the attention. Um, we don't take that for granted. And thank you everybody yeah. who is uh, going to pray for Tyler and pray for Michael and us as well. Um, you know, we're, we're all struggling to to pin down more snakes in the garden. Um, I just, yep. We all really need the prayer. So um, even if you don't remember my name, uh, you know, pray for me, pray for Tyler, pray for Michael. Um, if you need prayer, again, leave your leave your requests in the comments. Or if you like it to be more private, you can private message me or or Tyler um, or Michael, yep. and you can add us on Facebook. Um, we're more than willing to to pray with you uh, or just pray for you if you don't like the the video chat thing. Um, there, there's a whole lot of resource and the body's here for one another. That's one of yeah. the things that we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we're doing this podcast. We love you and we want you to do well. That's important to us. Yep. Um, and, and the way that we show that is by offering ourselves, uh, as a living sacrifice. And, and that's what we're doing and telling you we're willing, we're willing, we're eager and willing. And all you have to do is be willing in return. Just give us what you have and we'll give you what we have just participate with us. That's what we're looking for. So and I, we will again, make something beautiful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Something that couldn't have been a part, you know, That's right. Uh, and, and I just really am very grateful for how this episode went and I pray the Lord use it uh, mightily for his own will. And uh, I am just so excited about how this all went. This was really, really good. It's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> was um, fun. Yeah. Was fun. Um, I thank you everybody for listening. And uh, this has been the complete sinner's guide. Uh, we'll be with with you guys next week, uh, same time, uh, seven Eastern. Uh, and uh, and uh, th- thanks for listening. And you know, um, we'll see you next time. And stay like Christ. Amen. Good night. God bless. And stay like Christ. See ya. <laughs>